and away we go ladies and gentlemen boys and girls from around the world welcome back to another episode of 99 pod it's not 1999 anymore and you know what we do here on the show we do it every week and now we shall speak so let it be written so let it be done Losha Damas is on the mic to have some fun and i always have fun when i'm here on the show you know and um it's going down so you know you know we on wednesday right now today is wednesday and um we are headed towards Christmas weekend and Christmas Day. And, um, you know, I hope everybody have a good week and a good time. You know, um, listen, it's going down, bro. We got a lot of topics right now. A lot of things is going to go down this weekend. I am stoked about the sports weekend right now. I mean, we are talking boxing, heavyweight boxing, the day of reckoning. OK, we are talking about that. We talking about the NBA Christmas games on Monday. OK, we are talking the NFL. We are literally a couple weeks away from the playoffs okay so we got that going on yo we have a lot of things going on man and i hope everybody enjoys it everybody that watches sports of course right and um it's gonna be me and zay today because it was out you know zach is still recovering from covid so hopefully we'll get zach next week you know hopefully he gets better and um hopefully y'all be able to um you know stay away from sickness okay those people who are traveling right now or going to travel in the next couple of days we all know that covid did not left okay covid is still here all right so make sure y'all keep yourself safe listen i had covid before and i had it bad and trust me i was in my bed for six days straight okay it's another play with bro okay um but anyway man we about to lock and load right now so make sure before we do y'all like and subscribe to the channel because this is where you're going to get all the latest content that we have coming your way you know we are also on apple and spotify and you know iheart media social media it's not 1999 anymore and i got my guy zay in the building say what's going on what's the vibes looking like listen it's frigid outside it's freezing cold please bundle up wear your mittens your gloves your ears everything you could possibly put on definitely bundle up it's getting ridiculous out there but one person that needs to bundle up is jalen hurts and them damn eagles because we have a lot to talk about upcoming on what happened and what transpired on Monday night. John Barrett called 12. Big game winner. We're going to talk more about that later on. But, you know, please like and subscribe to the channel. We are working uh, really hard out here. So, yeah, like, uh, like the show. And uh, can't wait to enjoy the show. I don't mean to intrude in here, Zay, but um, we are working hard. You know, especially me and you the last couple of weeks. We've been holding the pitchfork down, you know, as, you know, everything gets back to normal. So, me and you have had... Over time, you know, work and we've been working hard and um, we deserve a pat on the back and we deserve to have another good show to close out the week. And that's exactly what we are going to do right now with the first topic that we have on the agenda. OK, we spoke about Jalen Hurts in the intro. It's time to talk about him right now. OK, we are not committed enough after a three game slide. They lost to the Seahawks earlier on Monday Night Football. And the question that we have presented was Lil right to call the Eagles fraudulent and say i'll let you answer that first i can't confirm nor deny the accuracy of the fraudulent claim yet until we see what happens in the playoffs we didn't get to call the vikings fraudulent until they lost to the giants in that playoff game we didn't get to call a lot of teams fraudulent until we see them what happens in the biggest stage of them all right now the eagles are looking really bad you know i think right now if i had to make a percentage on how correct that call is right now it's 70 percent correct 30 percent wrong right so that 70% is due to the fact that a three-game skid looks horrendous. Um, we're talking about the Cowboys, San Fran, and most recently the Seahawks without Geno Smith. With Drew Locke, of all quarterbacks, Drew Locke playing. And, you know, when he wins, he starts that taunting. He starts that. He starts talking. He gets that confidence. 
it's a raw is a long night for anybody uh that's a, an opposing fan uh we all know for the eagles uh they've been having these weird stretches of inconsistency on offense now we got the referees uh calling false starts when uh jason kelsey's moving the ball up a little bit further than what he's supposed to as if he's been cheating the uh the game essentially by uh, moving this the, the ball up so it looks like as if you know they got an extra half yard or extra yard whatever it was that they mentioned on um on, on the game on the broadcast uh it, it's interesting what's, what's going on with the Eagles transpiring a lot of injuries on that offensive line guys are going on injury reserve so it's interesting what's happening on this team um this Eagles team is they having some type of funk that they we didn't see last year you know, I think last year was just a peak of the defense, the peak of an offensive scheme that was established with a lot of running, um, established with a lot of kind of throw the ball up in the air, 50-50 passes to A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. But a lot of those passes, a lot of those games, gains are no longer there. They're cutting all of that off, especially when Dallas Goddard was, a, I mean, uh, yeah, Dallas Goddard was another guy who was uh, beneficial of a lot of these plays. And, you know, I think him, him being out and then him coming back in the, the, the um, depth chart, and it's it's difficult for this team to really get into a groove when you got guys going in and out the on the lineup for the entire season. But right now they're not looking good. They're not looking in sync. And I think Jalen Hurts correctly said it. They're not playing with enough effort. They're not playing with enough grit. And they're not playing for one another. As you hear the ambulance in the background. Yeah, it might be the ambulance taking um Jalen Hurts to the hospital. I mean, my guy was sick. Okay. Um, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie to y'all, man. I'm really not stoked right now. I'm not happy. You know, I just got to be honest for a second, right? Can I be honest? Sometimes we get on the mic and, you know, we put on this um character. You know, we try to be energetic even when we're going through stuff, you know, in our personal lives. Listen, I got to be real with y'all, man. I am not stoked right now. I am not happy right now because Cousin was supposed to be on this show to get his dad on smoke. If you watch this show right now, you know he's an Eagles fan. You know the show that we had about two to three weeks, three weeks, three weeks ago. Excuse me, I can't even talk because I'm upset. Okay, three weeks ago, all right, where he didn't even give me a chance to speak. He just bombarded the mic, right? He had a six-minute take. Didn't allow me to get my point across when I was telling him the Eagles was fraudulent, okay? He shut me down, okay? But guess what? He should have been here to get his mama cooking, okay? But he's ducking the smoke. This is the second week in a row where he's ducking the smoke, and I am not stoked about it because he needs to be here to get the smoke that he deserves, to get his meal that he deserves, okay? Now, cuz, I'm going to just let you know, the next time the Eagles win, don't even pop up, bro. I'm locking you out of the studio, bro. You're not coming here, okay, when the Eagles win again. You needed to be here today. But it's all good, Zay. I'll, I'll give the smoke to you to give to him, okay? And that's exactly what I'm going to do right now. Yes, I was right about them being fraudulent. I was, okay? Clearly I was. And, you know, it was funny. I've been trying to tell people this for, for you know, a lot of weeks now and even from last year, bro. And I know a lot of people don't like that. A lot of people don't like us going against, you know, the Bill Parcells motto. You know, you are what your record says you are. Sometimes they are anomalies, okay, anomalies, whatever, right? It's, you know, aberrations, right? A lot of those things exist. Sometimes I pass exams that I did not study for, but by the grace of God, I passed it. How? How? Okay? Yeah, stuff like that happens, right? Listen, man, don't, don't get me started. I go in a whole different world, not related to sports okay for a second but listen i'm gonna come back okay because when you look at jalen hurts and his turnovers this year we're talking about 19 turnovers consisting of interceptions and fumbles and um you know for him to call out his team like that listen one thing i never had to do was you know criticize his leadership one of the best attributes i thought that came with jalen hurts was his leadership and his ability to bounce back and his um his confidence and, and swagger right 
But this right here is not a good look, especially when you are turning the ball over. We'll come back to Jalen Hurts in a minute. You know, um, look, man, when they was 10-1, uh, I said it. They was fraudulent, bro. Like, how are you winning games? Right? I said before on the last week's show, you know, when you look at the Lions, you look at the Eagles, right? The Lions was winning games, right? And people was telling me they were fraudulent then. But I'm like, listen, the Lions never won games before, bro. They never won a division before. So we don't really have to dissect that until they start losing because it's like, okay, it's the Lions here we're talking about here. But we're talking about the Eagles who almost won the daggone Super Bowl. So now we need to talk about how are they winning games? Why are they not separating from the pack? Why every game is close? Why do they have to come back from, you know, two touchdown deficits for you know what's going on here? We didn't attack the problem. Oh, they winning. They winning. Oh, they find a way to win. Yeah, they came back, but they won the game. But guess what? Now they're not winning the game. Now they lost three straight games. And when you talk about the last three straight games, Jalen Hurts in particular has completed 59% of his passes with one passing touchdown, two INTs, and he also had a 40.1 quarterback rating against the Seahawks. Okay, we're talking about the Seahawks here. Dak Prescott made his MVP case against the Seahawks, bro. Brock Purdy made his MVP case again against the Seahawks, bro. And you talking about a 41.1, 40.1 passer rating? Nah, that's not an MVP. That's not a guy who you paid, okay? So when you talk about the 10-1 and 1 start, why were they 10-1? and 1? They played hard teams. They had a tough schedule. So what happened? Where's the difference? Well, I'll tell you one thing. They were never playing consistent. Their defense always stunk, right? But in the fourth quarter, they used that championship DNA. They found ways to, you know, get the ball in the end zone, you know. And Jalen Hurts in the fourth quarter, you know, will do some, some of these heroics that, you know, won them the game. But guess what? He's not doing that now. That interception, that interception that he threw in the final drive where he threw it into double coverage, that wasn't, that wasn't a good pass, bro. I don't care if it's A.J. Brown. I don't care if it's Randy Moss. I don't care if it's Dak on Calvin Johnson, bro. Well, maybe not him because he was, you know, guys was throwing three bodies at him. That's another topic. He's Megatron. But listen, he should have had thrown that pass. And guess what? It was an interception. That didn't happen. He was normally clutch. So basically what was saving the Eagles was Jalen Hurts back then. But now that he's playing bad, it's why they're losing. You notice I ain't talk about the defense, right? Yeah, trust me. I know the game. I know their defense stinks. I've been through that. I told y'all that. But guess what? When they offense now is having a, a identity crisis, now things could be very, very, very problematic. And that's why I was right to call them fraudulent. And Cousin should have been here to get his mama's cooking. But it's all good, brother. I'll let Zay give you the mail tomorrow. <laughs> Listen, um, a lot of issues are happening with the Eagles now more than ever. Um, I think we could pinpoint that it may not even be Jalen Hurts himself, but that offensive line. I think Jalen Hurts has always been an inconsistent passer. I've been saying this for quite some time now. Even as a passer, teams want him to throw the ball because they're more comfortable with him throwing the ball than him running the football. Um, I mean, this is a guy who he he's a risky passer. He's a guy who's not a, a, the most accurate quarterback in the NFL. But what helped him was that that offensive line gave him enough time in the pocket to really scan the field, look around, drink some tea, get a snack, you know, really zone out, see, record his favorite TV show. And then throw the football. But now he has no time to really sit back in the pocket and marvel at the field, look, wait for guys to get open on their routes. He has to throw the ball early, which causes interceptions, or he has to throw the ball quickly, which could be a floater in the air or too quick of a pass that's underthrown and that's an interception or a, a bad missed throw. So I think right now the offensive line is just depleting little by little. They're deteriorating. The guys are getting hurt. The guys are not, they're not having the same five guys week to week in terms of production throughout the entirety of the game. 
and it's hurting them more now than ever. And you're seeing that in each week-to-week game. Like, the defenses they played are not cupcakes. These are not guys who just um, fraudulent defenses. We talked about Seattle's defense this year. They're a lot better than, than previous years. Uh, we talked about Dallas' um, defense this year. They're more stout and more hungry than ever. San Fran's defense is, without question, the best defense in the NFL, you can make the argument. So it's all, these, all three of these defenses are very stingy, and you have to play mistake-free football against them. Unfortunately, the Eagles themselves are incapable of doing that because a lot of their game plan and a lot of their schemes are risky plays or risky no-biscuit plays. And since you don't have the most accurate quarterback in the NFL, those plays are going to be more risky than beneficial to them. And so when you have a, game, a team like that, you have to rely on your running game. When you look at what DeAndre Swift did um, against San Fran, six um, attempts, 13 yards. Dallas, 11 attempts, 39 yards. He had a good game against Seattle, but unfortunately, the game-winning drive, um, the defense can't hold them down that long, and that's another big issue. So for me, if it goes in order of what's wrong with the Eagles during this three-game skid, it goes offensive line, it goes defense, and then you have to put Jalen Hurts at the helm of Behind those two, because Jalen Hurts has to be the guy, as you stated, the MVP, the, the, the two hundred and fifty-five million dollar man. Go ahead, Zay. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to put that in there. Oh no, that, that, that was the end of my statement. Just basically, Jalen Hurts. Of course, he gets the blame, but I don't think the brother the blame goes on him because this team was relying on dominant offensive line. They could do whatever they want at the at the dominance of what their their line does. But like you stated, Jalen Hurts, we put him at MVP. We're talking about he's a leader amongst men. A man that just got paid that big contract. You have to show up. And times in these in these in these particular situations, and unfortunately, the last three games he has not. Yeah, and it comes down to a lot of factors, right? We could get into those other factors, not named Jalen Hurts, but I just want to say that he is a two hundred and fifty-five million dollar man, so he's supposed to be the equalizer. Same thing when we talk about guys like Justin Herbert, who just got paid, he's supposed to be the equalizer. Yeah, we know football is a team sport. We know it's a team relying sport. We know you only as good as your team. But at the end of the day, when you are getting money like that, you are meant to be the equalizer. You are supposed to be the equalizer. And right now, Jalen Hurts was doing that. So it's not like he wasn't doing that. He was. That's the point. That's why we can sort of blame him a lot. Because when they were 10-1, and he was the equalizer. They kept the game close in striking distance. In the fourth quarter heroics, he was doing. He's not doing that. Right? He had the opportunity to win the game against Seattle. They, they had the ball last final drive. All they need was a field goal. I understand it's like 45 seconds around that when they got the ball, but they had a timeout and all they needed was a field goal. That's easy. That's a lot of time, bro. But he did not. He threw the ball in double coverage. It was intercepted. Okay. He's not being the equalizer. But when we talk about, you know, one of the biggest losses of this team, and I said it was going to be a big loss, was when they lost um, the OC that's now a head coach, um, Shane Steichen. Because he was drawing up these RPOs and these quarterback runs, and that was their effective offense last year. And the passing game downfield was able to thrive and be a, a trickle-down effect off of those RPOs and quarterback runs. They're not doing that a lot. Like, they're still doing it, but they're not doing it a lot. And uh, Brian Johnson, the coordinator now, he's not patient enough to stick with the running game. Okay, sometimes a scheme, how to scheme your running back, kind of like the way how you scheme things and, and be patient with it and sometimes it's the lack of patience and right now they're not patient in the running game with the running game so when the running game gets stopped they don't stick with it and the play designs lack creativity i mean look at it right now bro shane steichen arguably to me is the head coach of the year he got my guy gardner Minshew playing like Minshew mania okay you talk about a loss that's a hell of a loss okay think about the charges who had shane steichen you know, Justin Herbert's first year. They've never been the same. 
Never. So when I tell people that 98% of quarterbacks in the NFL are system quarterbacks, maybe you should look into that because it is, right? 98% are system quarterbacks, and we are seeing it. Look at Justin Herbert right now. Look at Jalen Hurts right now, right? Look at all these quarterbacks that lost great coordinators or got great coordinators and are doing better. Lamar Jackson, right? 98% are system quarterbacks. And for Jalen Hurts not to be playing well and to call out his team essentially saying that, um, you know, uh, we're not committed enough. No, I, I don't think it's a lack of commitment. I think it's a lack of execution. And you had the opportunity to execute and you do an interception. And he needs to be held accountable for it. And um, we'll see what happens going forward. They have an easy schedule. They play the Giants twice. Okay, that's like a gift from God. They should be able to run over the Giants, even though it's a divisional game. Remember, they beat the Giants three times last year. To me, mark those as W's, right? So, Fred, Cuzzo, don't try to pop your way back on this show. when ain't win, okay? All right, I'm locking you in the studio, bro. All right? And they play the Cardinals. I'm locking you in the studio. But come talk playoff time, bro, when they get bounced in the first round. I'll leave it at that. You know, I think it is a lot of there's still a lot of um a lot more games left to get this team in a groove, to get this team playing a one accord, of course. Um, you know, it, it happens. Every team, there's always that one team that gets hot right before the playoffs and then they take off. It, it it's every year. The Bengals for crying out loud. They that that year, Jamar Chase rookie year, they got hot playoffs. So I think for me, shout out to Kenny, first of all, you the goat. Um uh, we gonna hopefully Thanks. get on the show so we could talk for um, more boxing, of course. Um, uh, but you know, uh, the Eagles, they have a lot of work to do, clearly. And those two new coordinators that they they added to replace Gannon and, and Steichen, not good. It's not good at all. And I think they have to fix that and mediate that immediately and also get Matt Patricia out of the Philadelphia building. Um, Bradbury got cooked on three to four straight plays in that game-winning drive. So there's a clear indication that the defense that they were doing before was hiding somebody. And clearly, it was James Bradbury. Yeah, it was clearly, and that's why I called them fraudulent, you know. Um, yeah, I mean, my last point, I'm glad you brought up the Matt Patricia, you know, um, thing because I totally forgot about that. I mean, what 10 and one or two loss team that y'all know of changed coordinators, you know, like that? You go to Matt Patricia, bro, okay? The guy that was a DC for my Patriots team that lost and got cooked by y'all by the Eagles in the Super Bowl. Okay, by Nick Foles. That's the guy I turned to with the pencil in his ear. Oh, I got a pencil in my ear, so I know what I'm doing. Okay. Topic number two is on deck. We're going to move on to the NBA right now. Excuse me. We're going to come back to the NBA. We actually got a subtopic. Then we're going to get to the NBA. We got to talk about the other side here. And, um, you know, Drew Locke and the Seahawks and Geno Smith, whoever the quarterback is going to be. And, you know, Pete Carroll announced that he's going to stick with Geno Smith. And the question I present is, should Drew Locke continue to start for the Seahawks? Um, I don't think so. Uh, I think Drew Locke had a good game. He had a good backup quarterback game. Um, I just don't think he's that's somebody you want to you want to remain as your starter moving forward. Um, not saying he didn't have a great game. I feel like Drew Locke showed he showed a lot more improvement of his passing game, his, his um, awareness, his decision making during that game but like I said it was more so he's a backup quarterback and I think you can't just rely on him being the starter for the remainder of the season when the Seahawks are still in contention to make a playoff run uh to make the playoffs excuse me so I think for me you gotta go back to Geno Smith um I understand Geno's been hurt and um he has been playing the best football this season thus far um but he's a guy who's shown his resilience his ability 
the Dota football downfield, his, his ability to put points on the board, uh, multiple touchdown games. So I think that's somebody you still got to rely on uh, just based off consistency with the offense. And you don't want to confuse them with Drew Locke, and then Drew Locke comes in there with no touchdowns or has a bad game or he goes shows back. He goes back to what, who we know him being, which is a risk taker, nonetheless, but a guy who throws a lot of picks, a guy who is inaccurate with the ball. So you just want to stick with what the offense flowed with last year, and that's Geno Smith. And I think that is what you should do moving forward going into the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, look, I trust in Pistol Pete, you know, and Pistol Pete we trust. And um, I'm not going to fuss, you know, if he thinks Geno Smith – or thinks Geno Smith should be the guy, then I'm going to ride with my guy. You know, I think Pete Carroll, I said it before in the offseason, he's the most underrated coach in the league. I actually had him, funny, I actually had him number eight on my coaching rankings right below um, Nick Seriani, which I'm not stoked about because clearly, I mean, it's night and day when you talk about coaching. And, um, you know, Pete Carroll, like I say, continues to get disrespected. I thought going into halftime and watching the game, even though the Eagles never really separated themselves, as far as the scoreboard was concerned, I, I felt that they had the momentum. I felt like the game could have been blown wide open in the second half. And, you know, when you have good coaches that are able to make adjustments like Pete Carroll, I thought that when they got the ball um, in the second half, they got the ball first, they was able to run the ball with KW3 and get that running game going, which allowed Drew Locke to really ease into the flow of the game and to make some of those throws that he made. You know, I didn't think it was like a great, spectacular game. All right, God, Drew Locke, he's that dude. I told you so. Nah, 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 nah. Calm down, okay? Calm down. It wasn't that type of, you know, performance, but it was a good performance. It was a, a second-half bounce back. I did thought he threw the ball into double coverage sometimes, you know, a couple times. Even the one that he threw the um DK Metcalf in the fourth quarter that got them down the field, that was in double coverage, but it was accurate. And you can see the talent right there with those accurate deep balls. So sometimes you do throw the ball into double coverage, but if you have the talent and the accuracy to get it in there, then, you know, he got it in there. You got to give him credit. You know, he's playing well. You know, Pete Carroll, we saw what he's able to do. You know, he's able to fix quarterbacks. Geno Smith was a myth. My guy was on a bench for 10 years. Okay, we forgot about this cat. You brought up Geno Smith. Huh? Who? What? When? You talking about Geno's in, in Long Island, the pizza spot? No, we talking about Geno. Because he was able to bring him back up to life. And he's doing the same thing with Drew Locke. I almost forgot about Drew Locke, right? That's why the if this year tells you anything about the NFL, it's the importance of backup quarterbacks. You know, with all the injuries going on, you know, it's good to have a backup quarterback who you can defer to and feel confident in. And we can have, you know, questions like this. This is a good question to have. Should we rock with Geno? Should we rock with Drew Locke? But I will give credit to Drew Locke because he saved the season. They were sliding. They lost four games in a row, and he literally saved the season. And um, if he gets anything out of this season, if he doesn't play again, he should take that. He beat the Eagles, and we can move on from that. So I, I'm going to trust what Pete Carroll you know, wants to do, and that's sticking with Geno Smith, and I'll leave it there. You know, I think, that, like I said, great points. I think, um, like I said, Drew Locke had a great game. No knocking him. Great game versus a really big opponent. And, you know, this could have ended the season and he saved it. So, you know, kudos to him. But if Gino's ready to go, locked and loaded, I think you should go with Gino. Uh, but, you know, if you guys, what do you guys think? Should G should Drew Locke continue to start for the Seahawks? Or should uh, Pete go on and decide to go with Gino? Please like and subscribe for all the up-to-date content. 
We're, we, you've been slinging shows left and right, slinging content left and right. Please don't miss anything. If you do, like, subscribe, leave a comment, or leave a question, something you may want to answer, something you may have. It's all ideas are great ideas. Nothing's a dumb question. 